What's up, everybody? My name is Austin Buckner. Trevor Holder. And you are listening to the Ice Cream Sunday Podcast. This is the long-awaited one-year anniversary episode. Uh, happy happy first birthday. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You're, you're up and walking and talking much better than you'd expect at one years old. But... Uh, Goo goo gaga, bitch. Goo goo you know fucking I mean? gaga. Um, this episode is all about uh, our our first year, um, our favorite guests, our favorite moments. Uh, we just talk about the podcast, basically. A reflective and, retrospective. Yes. <laughs> that might be the name of the episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is. Uh, we talk about our favorite moments. We talk about how yes. this uh, podcast has changed and grown and um, evolved over the year. And uh, we talk a little bit about what we expect for uh, the future. So, um, as always, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Ice Cream Sunday Podcast. you to answer honestly okay when we started this a year ago did you think we'd still be doing this podcast a year later i think so i just don't think it it was gonna be as big as it is not saying that we're like really huge but i think this is just gonna be something we kept going back to every now and then and just kind of fucking around with Mm -hmm. but we didn't uh, take as seriously as we, yeah, as we actually are. I think that, and maybe I'm just like putting myself in their shoes, but I think that, you know, like, if my name comes up on, if I comment on something on your Facebook and people see my name mm-hmm. that don't know me in person, they're just like Facebook friends of yours. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be like, that's that's the dude from the podcast, and vice versa. If you comment on something and people don't know you personally. I have a story about that too. Um, <laughs> people are going to be like, oh yeah, Trevor from the podcast. Like that's how people associate. And sure. I fucking love that. I did want to say we have a listener named Angela uh, that I used to work with at Mercer in Des Moines. And I sent out a Snapchat when I was editing Meatless Monday mm-hmm. and you were the you were the guest. And I made some like witty fucking caption where I was like, oh, oh it, I, I usually edit this podcast to get away from his voice for an hour. Yep. And she commented and she was like, why would you say that? I love his voice. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. You feel that way. All right. No, I saw that and I was just like, that motherfucker (laughs) can't get away from me now. I know. Um, What uh, do you think that the show a year after we started it, like, what our vision was then do you think we've stayed true to that do you think we've deviated from that do you think it's been an evolution a uh would you think we've devolved in any way where do you think we've gone since we since we started i think it's been an evolution um i think we i mean if we're being completely honest when we originally started this you and i i guess had a very 
different view of how we should do it. Mm-hmm. Where you wanted to be more free flow, I wanted to be more like, hey, let's let's get topics written out and bullet point them and you know plan ahead. That way we don't, um, you know, come across dead air like mm-hmm. sometimes we do. Um, and then I've gotten more used to that, whereas I think you've gotten more used to my idea. So I yeah. think we've kind of switched roles. I was just gonna say that because. I know when there's episodes that I need them to be serious, I bullet point the shit out of everything. Mm -hmm. So like the first episode when we uh, interviewed Morgan Newman, like that, there's no way that that would have went well being like a free flow thing. Uh, There was bullet points, there were specific questions and she wanted it that way too. Um, where she wanted a, a list of questions sent to her ahead of time. And then this most recent episode that we just published, uh, number 43, uh, with Logan Davis, I bullet pointed out everything because there were specific things that I wanted to talk to him about because I just I wanted to do right by Jason Strife and by Magnum Wrestling because I have just the the highest level of respect. Not that I don't have a high level of respect for... Amy Frew or Heather Holder or, you know, Abby Warner, but bitches, <laughs> those are, uh, <laughs> those are people that like, you know, I know them and, and we can fuck around and it can be free flowing and it can be silly and, and, and funny. But, uh, yeah, I feel like there have been times where I'm like, fuck like that, that bullet point and writing things down, that sure came in handy. Um, but there are other, other times where it's just fun to, Fuck around. There has been times where I have come in and I had no idea what I was going to say. And then the conversation takes a complete 180. And I was like, I don't know. By the end of the hour, I'm like, I don't know how we got here. But I mean, there's been a few episodes where we've done that where it's like, you have any idea what we're doing? No. Nope. You? It no. always starts with like, I have, like, I wanted to talk to you about this. And then the by the end of the episode, we're not talking about that at all. There are some times where we stay on topic. Very rarely, but <laughs> there has been times where we're we're good about it. Um, I think that obviously doing the episode with Morgan and publishing that one first really set a tone for like, oh, they can do serious content. And it is going to be a different show than it was six years ago for obvious reasons. We're different people. Um, we're not going to talk about our dicks for an hour and 15 minutes I mean, every we week. Could. We still do but it it's not as frequent as it was in 2016. But I think that set a tone and that it's like, hey, we can have some serious conversation. Um, but then we also have like these funny, silly moments. But then it was Morgan. And then it was, let's talk about what we've been up to the last six years. And all three of those episodes ended up being far more serious than I anticipated. I think we've had more. There has been some levity. There's been some comedy, obviously. Um, when you get the two of us in a room, especially with our spouses, like there's going to be some very silly, dumb moments. Yeah. Um, like when I wasn't mostly at our expense. Oh God! Like when I <laughs> when I wasn't picking up what your wife was putting down when uh, she announced that she was having a baby. I was, I was just like, thinking that. Yeah. The heck? I was like, wasn't this jizz rag? Oh, it's a baby blanket. Uh, <laughs> no, it was a fucking burp rag. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm an idiot. Um, but I think that setting the tone that's like oh this could be this could be serious but it can also be funny and it can also be political and it can also be 
homies helping homies and it can be all of these different things um we never trapped ourselves in a box and i really i really like that that it's not it was originally going to be a comedy podcast that's what we put and it's like well it is sometimes but it's also storytelling and it's also like my it's like my therapy session and then, then it's also you know, promoting local artists and musicians. And it's, it's all of these things that I've, I've wanted. And when I did podcasts like a a decade ago, it was like, well, this podcast has to be about pro wrestling or this has to be about like the local music scene. Right. And then all of a sudden I have, I have a podcast that it's all of those things. Um, and it's great. And see, I think, yeah, a lot of people can say there's a huge difference between the podcast back then as to now. But I think that's a overall I think that's a, a minority because what we're doing now for the past year has been uh so radically different and and you know, to their credit, they they had no idea that there was there was a previous podcast, you know. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. That's why I wanted to ask you like do you, do you think we're still going to be doing this a year later because yeah. Uh, Ice Cream Sunday in 2016 was the longest run, longest continuous run of a podcast I've ever done. And it was 14 episodes long. So I was like, if we beat 14 episodes, like, we're in the it money. Is, it is a success. <laughs> and um, if I did the math correctly, this will come out on April 2nd. This will be 45, which is, we took a little bit of time off. We there was a week or two that we missed, and then we took that hiatus. So, um, hey man, forty five out of fifty two weeks in the first year, not too shabby. Yeah, and I honestly I didn't mind that either because that gave us both time to just like kind of decompress and just be it like did, and it was right around like the birth of your daughter. It just made sense to kind of take us some time away, and then like I think we talked about this already mm-hmm. on a previous episode, but um. Man, we came back and it was like, let's never do that again. Like, we'll probably, there'll be some weeks that we miss, I'm sure. But uh, let's never fucking not talk to each other in person for two months. That fucking sucked. Yeah. And see, it, it's funny that you talked about the uh, the bullet points and, and the structure of everything as well. Because, you know, as it turns out, you know, going back to what we talked about several times before on the podcast, which is the EFED. Um, I know for a fact that you wrote stuff down that you could go off of. Yeah. It wasn't bullet pointed or anything like that. However, for me, it always was. Yeah. I would bullet point, like, whenever I did EFED, it was always reactionary to whoever I was facing off against because I felt I worked better that way. It wasn't necessarily me procrastinating. I'll admit it, a little bit of it was, mm-hmm. but I felt like I did better work like picking apart yeah. someone's promo rather than, uh, you know, try to come up with off the fly. And that's not to say that I didn't. I did. And it's it's weird how like okay. that, that sort of like back and forth in EFED became this like kind of verbal sparring or like actual like a battle because it's like some people like to throw the first strike right like i like to get out early and say my piece before um because i don't want to be persuaded to say something 
based on what they say. And then there's other people, and I think you do this really well, where you are more of like a counter striker. You're like, I'm going to take everything you say and I'm going to refute it. And I'm going to make you look like a fucking idiot. And, and it was awesome. One, yeah. One of my favorite stories coming from that was when I think you initially had me come into it, right? Yeah. And you weren't too sure of how I'd do it. or And you're like, I don't know. And you were talking to um, Duretsky. Yeah. And after I had put out my promo, because you were seriously doubting it, he'd go, ah, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you got to worry about it. My biggest regret is, so the morning I got married, mm-hmm. we did the interview, the interview, we did the podcast <laughs> with, it was not an interview, it was not professional at all, um, with uh, Drew and Dustin. Mm-hmm. And that was like, I thought it was going to be a, a goofy, silly time the first time we did it. And then we all talked about how much like, how many, how much problems we have with our parents um but then that was like finally a, a goofy silly one and whenever anyone wants like a goofy silly episode of the podcast that's usually one that i, I send them um because it's just it's ridiculous for like an hour and a half but uh that was the one that was like here's all the dumb things austin has done in this past um my biggest regret though is that i i wish i didn't get so drunk and so tired the night before our, our my wedding because had we come back to the house and done an interview with like me, you, Dustin, Dervetsky? Oh man. See? I would have loved to have or like me, you, Dervetsky and his wife, especially yes. after oh like the especially yeah. after the queefable beer moment, like yeah, it would have been awesome. Or or uh the monkey thing? Or the monkey thing? Yeah. Just a drunk podcast. And I think like um when we had um uh I See, I came out of that on top because I, liquid IV all the way, baby. Yeah, I should have. Yeah, I should have prepared because a little bit more. You, you and Drew and Dustin were all just hung over, and I'm coming like, "Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going?" Well, I've got this goddamn yeah. gallbladder issue now that I I can't <laughs> I can't drink at all because my body's like, mm, we're gonna have a hard time pushing those toxins out. <laughs> so I haven't drank in so long that. My tolerance would be would be quite poor, but uh, hold on. Speaking of speaking of which, as far as your your gallbladder issues, um, no one has seen this except for like the people people in like the immediate area when you sent out that snap saying this sucks. I gotta go in and get oh, yeah, get yeah. it checked, and I haven't eaten anything since eight thirty, and you were just in hell. Yeah, well, and- that's the thing. So I went to a dietitian because I have diabetes, and uh, she was like, smaller meals more frequently. So I eat like a little meal, like a little thing of yogurt or like a little cup of um, almonds or something like that. Like instead of like big meals three times a day, yeah. I eat little snacks like every 90 minutes. So I went from like eating meals every 90 minutes to like not being able to eat for like 18 hours and i was fucking dying <laughs> well my favorite part of that was my response to you because like as as i was opening up snapchat to check that i, oh. I had heated up um my breakfast which was three pieces of peach pie and it was just 
the most delicious thing. That's such a dickhead breakfast too. <laughs> like even if it wasn't like a like a hey fuck face, look what I'm having for breakfast. Like just as a normal human being, that's a that's a dickhead breakfast. It's but, delicious, but 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 it was intentional though. <laughs> I, I, like it didn't end up being or uh, it didn't start out intentional, but I always have to poke fun at you when I can. So after you sent that, and I'm sitting here looking at this warm peach pie, I'm like. Oh, he set himself up. What's funny is that I posted that on Facebook where I was like, I'm going to have my gallbladder out. Hopefully this fixes all of my medical issues. And then everyone I know that's had their gallbladder out was like, say goodbye to solid shits. And I was like, you guys have been having solid shits. I haven't had a solid shit since the Clinton administration. Um, Getting back to the topic, um, what has been some of your favorite moments or some of your favorite guests, some of your favorite uh, episodes that we've done over the first year. I mean, honestly, it's kind of no, no surprise to anyone that I've talked to about it. I think Zach's far in a way, my, my favorite guest. Yeah. Um, the first time was just a blast. And then, you know, him coming back and, and still filling our ear holes with, his he's laughter. Just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just... Um, So that's probably my favorite. I think my second favorite would probably be my dad. My, I, my, my dad was a solid one. I loved having your dad on. I That was one of those episodes that I just... I didn't know how well it was going to go. And then the hour goes by or however long we did the, did the conversation with him. And I'm just sitting there like, fuck, we made magic for an hour like it was just he's one of those dudes that (sighs) no disrespect to anyone we've ever had on the on the podcast uh this podcast or previous podcasts like in 2016 or earlier that i've done there are some times where you get someone on a podcast and you have like great conversation with them in real life and then for whatever reason you put a microphone in front of them and they forget how to talk and like having them answer questions or having them carry on a conversation for an hour is like pulling teeth. Rob is one of those guys that you just wind him up and let him go for an hour. Yep. And then (laughs) by, if by some miracle he decides to stop talking, you ask him a question and then it's another 20 minutes of him just going off on a tangent. Um, And it's, it's awesome. There were so many, we gave him nothing. We gave him no bullet points. We gave him no topics um he didn't really even understand he didn't even understand what a podcast was he didn't know the name of the show he didn't know any of our names um besides yours and i he (laughs) he barely got that out so um he calls me taylor half the time but man like i understand that taylor's the cute one but uh that's fair the did i ever tell you so i messaged uh a link to the our survey like Mm -hmm. our one-year anniversary survey to um what is your sister's name? Tara. Tara. I messaged it to, to Tara and I said, hey, um, we're doing a survey about the podcast that I host with your brother, the cute one, uh, not the older one. And she was like, of course, I'll take it. But because I said <laughs> that. But no, Rob, like there was so many stories that I did not expect him to. Like We had one thing to talk about and it was like he said that he was upset with when like you beat him as a young child at a video game. And it was just like, okay, go from there. And then we talked about how technology has changed over the years. And we talked about this music festival that he went to in, um, 
in Missouri when he was like, you know, 16, 17 years old. And there are so many great stories. And like, that's what I love about this is that we have this idea that we're going to have someone on and we're going to talk about one thing. And then it just, it, it completely evolves into this whole new thing. Like the first time we had Melanie on, it was like, hey, let's talk shit about your ex-boyfriend and your like crazy and look and look where she's at now and now she co-hosts a podcast and we see her every two weeks yeah i went from seeing her like once in five years to seeing her every two weeks and now she's uh the co-host and uh the 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 lead intro person for that that podcast like having her on that show has completely changed what i think and not to say that it would have been bad because it wouldn't have been bad at all but like Adding Melanie has completely changed, I think, the vision that Heather and Kethry had for that show. Just the dynamic of adding all three of them together and having them bounce ideas off each other. It's just, and it's brilliant. When we had that conversation about Meatless Monday, um, your primary contact was Kethry. Yeah. Because, um, you know, the, I, I feel like there was some type of, I don't know professional connection between you two as far as like well, how, she had, how you wanted to do it yeah she had just she had messaged me and she was like hey you do this podcast you you seem to get quite a few listeners i'd like to start a podcast with heather like what equipment do i need what what about this and like i love kethry and kethry is very professional in that she has a whole lot of ideas but uh technical aspect of putting a podcast together she was like what microphones do i need what recorder what software do i use and i finally was just like why don't you guys just record on the same day you're doing it with (laughs) you're doing a podcast with the wife of the guy i do a podcast with i i'm not doing anything on the on the days that i record like spend more money why spend more money um and the only thing the only money that they've spent is like the hosting for the website to get it up on Spotify and Apple Music and all this stuff. The same thing we pay. Yeah. Um and I was like, just come and, and do the podcast. And then that day where we had it was gonna be we were gonna do a podcast with Melanie separately, and then we we're gonna do a podcast with the Meatless Monday girls, which at that time was just Kathry and Heather. And Heathry Heather, Heather and Kethry wanted to sit in and ask questions to Melanie, and it created this whole new new thing. And uh, it's it's taking well, off slowly but surely. And I'm really excited to see what uh, what they end up doing with with Meatless Monday because so far it's it's been awesome to listen to. See what you're forgetting to mention is when we had talked about Meatless Monday, um, just you know between ourselves. Um, you know, it was thrown around as a joke initially, and um, it was just Catherine and Heather like, "Hey, haha, let's do this." And then um, when it came, when it got more serious, and as talks went on, uh, it, I'm not saying you were against it or you were resistant to the idea. I just I don't think you necessarily thought of it, but um, you know, I thought who who's a regular uh female guest that that would be down to do this and i i'd thrown out melanie i was like mm-hmm. why not just have melanie that way meatless monday has three hosts ice cream sunday has three hosts mm-hmm. um and you know kind of keep that keep that rolling with that kind of concept that like 
I mean, yeah, a one-on-one conversation can work. I mean, it's worked for you and me, but I th- I think I will say it's it's been not tough, but it has been um it's been different because there are times where there's like a little bit of dead air and then a third person can pop in and start a completely new topic and then like when we first lost David, like it was difficult to just have a conversation with just you and we talk all the fucking time it shouldn't have been difficult at all but it was just like a completely it was a different dynamic and then we were coming out of a time where we were having guests on so there was four of us really um all the time and it was wasn't just cross talk between us it was asking questions to a guest and then we lost david and then we haven't had that many guests on since we returned in 23 or 2023 i don't think we've had any guests on yet um Except for, for several Logan, but the two of us together sitting in a room with a guest that hasn't happened yet this year. Um, right. So it has been it's been a learning experience to to kind of make this podcast just the two of us. Um, and I gotta say, I I think I'm a bit grateful for that because that's helped us work on our banter and our dialogue between each other. Mm-hmm. So we can carry an episode by just you and me talking rather than. Let me ask you this. Okay. Has there been conversations that you wanted to have on like a Wednesday or Thursday and you're like, nope, I'm going to save it for Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All, all the, time. the time, right? All the time. You're like, oh, fuck, I want to talk about this thing with Trevor, but I, I might as well just keep it for Sunday. And even then, like I'll still blurt out whatever I wanted to like hold on to and talk about. And then it's just like, fuck, like I, I exhausted that. But I'm also that kind of person that like, you can make this as, as comparable as, as possible. But like when I get someone a gift, I want to give it to them then. Oh, like I yeah. don't, I don't want to, I don't want to wait. I, I, I want that immediate, like, like I want you, I want you to see this. I, like, I'm excited for you to have this. And that's kind of the same way with uh, having something to talk about with the podcast. Cause mm-hmm. like, I want to talk about it and I just, I can't. And I'm afraid as far as conversations go, that I'm going to lose it before uh, we get to that. Or, you know, if I blurt it out too soon, then it's not going to have the same weight, you know? So I feel the same way about publishing the podcast because like it's already been two weeks, two and a half weeks since we, we recorded um, an episode about like getting outside of your comfort zone. And and we talk about like me doing pro wrestling and music and you doing stand up comedy and what we would want to do like, um, like jumping out of an airplane and and traveling and all of these things. Yep. Basically, getting outside your comfort zone is the the topic of the podcast. We recorded that weeks ago, and it'll be another couple weeks before we publish it because there are other episodes that we're putting out that are more timely. Like we have to put the anniversary episode out on the anniversary. You just went to a Kansas city uh, convention, comic book convention. So that makes sense to put that one out next. And so this one keeps getting pushed further and further back. I get that same way. I record a podcast or an episode that I think is really, really good. And then I'm like, motherfucker, I can't wait for everyone else to hear this. And I get so excited um, about it. Um, the the Logan Davis one that we just... At the time of this recording, it's the most recent episode. It came out yesterday at the time of this recording. I recorded that on Tuesday night and then just sat on it for like four days, five days before I re- uh, released it. And I was so excited to get that one out because 
like I said, love Logan, love Magnum Wrestling. Um, awesome conversation. The We haven't done a whole lot of phone interviews, but the ones that we have done with Morgan, with the Ewok, with Logan, like all three of them, they'll talk for like 20 minutes. You just wind them up, let them go. Um, and it's it's been awesome. We might have to do more phone interviews because the ones that we have released so far have been really good. And it kind of opens up a whole new world of I've wanted to do guests. some. Like if, say, travel um, doesn't work out for either of us mm-hmm. to be able to like physically get together, I'm like, look, why don't we just try doing a, or, a phone podcast? Yeah. And you've been heavy against it just i'm against the idea of guests not being in the same room together but i I completely understand why that would need to be if weather was ever poor or something like that um right i'm just saying like yes we're we're for the most part a des moines area podcast i would say most of the guests are from the des moines area but if we start to expand out and maybe we see a content creator on TikTok or something like that, we want to interview them and they're nowhere close, like phone interview it is. Or, you know, I fucking see you, J. Maul Green. Um, oh, wait. Uh, who was the one that you and me both like saw at the same exact... That's what I'm talking about. J. Oh, Maul, yeah, yeah. J. Maul Green, yeah. He ran for mayor of Chicago, didn't win, um, didn't move on to the runoff, but... Just that dude's passion for wanting to make his city better. Um, yeah, I know and, you're not, but if you are listening, J. Maul Green, would like to have you on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, and and what's crazy about that specifically is that, um, I had contacted you first about it, and I was like, "Hey, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. I want to run it by you." And if this says anything about how. Um, me and Austin operate half the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sent him a TikTok of Green, and I was like, "I thought this would be a really cool idea." Not necessarily realizing that like uh, the elections had already happened mm-hmm. for him, and I was like, "That'd be really great. That'd be really cool." So I sent it to Austin, and Austin was like. I was literally just looking at this guy yep. and thinking the same thing. I had just saved a video where, and I don't agree with all of his, his policies, his same. positions, but I just, I just, I do like that his policies seem to be, let's get to the, the root cause of things. Um, basically he was, he was talking, uh, one of his opponents in the, the race for, for mayor was like, so the, the, the current mayor, um, oh, I think uh, I know Lightfoot. What, I think I know what you're talking. She about. was talking about how like we need to completely abolish the police, right? Completely abolish the police in Chicago. And then another one of his opponents was like, "No, we need more policing." And he was like, "Listen, was it I don't, the older? Was it the older uh, gentleman? I believe so." I, but he was like, "I don't wish wa- I could remember his name." It, but it's not. It's not about abolish the police. It's not about getting more or less. The the point I'm that J. Maul Green's trying to make is that. Just adding more police doesn't it 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 how did he put it 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 solves it doesn't solve anything it doesn't solve the root cause uh, you need to invest in these inner city schools and get more uh 
like trade school type trade skills in these schools and really invest in the youth, give them something to look forward to because most of them aren't going to school. If they are going to school, a lot of them don't graduate. If they do graduate, they don't, they don't know what the next logical step is. You need to have resource officers or trade skills and give them something to look forward to after they graduate because and I haven't lived in the inner city in you know in the west side of Chicago or the south side of Chicago but from everything that pop culture would tell me or that uh <laughs> movies t- television shows <laughs> the news would tell you um it's it's pretty abysmal um, and, and the reason that young, uh, young people in those areas are turning to, um, you know, gangs and, and drugs, uh, is because that seems like the, like the qu- get rich quick scheme for that area. And, and then as, as sad as it is, and if you bring in another way for, for them to see a future, to make money, to to build wealth, generational wealth, to get their families headed on the right track, their communities headed on the right track. That's the whole point of what he was saying. It was like, and it's like, yeah, like I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of police um, or the the whole establishment of of the jail system and all of that, but to completely get a do away and abolish police, no. To add more policing, no, because then you're just adding more policing, but you're not solving crime. Like you're not getting to the root cause, and that's that's something that I saw him doing, and I was like, okay, this is someone that gets it, in my opinion. And, um, like for me, when I when I came across him, um, I started looking into him after I saw uh, one of his videos about ban the boot, mm-hmm. and then I saw I saw that video that you were talking about where uh about abolishing the police and stuff like that and you know like you said i don't agree with everything he said but the fact that he's so young he's he has a vested interest in this as um deeply passionate as he is about this was just fascinating to see and i would love to have the chance to talk Mm -hmm. to him and kind of pick his brain about it uh, if we stay on the topic of politics, someone that I've really wanted to talk to for a long time would be Ray Bubba Swanson. Oh, yeah. Um, he's a state congressman um, in the Iowa House of Representatives, representing, I believe, District 20, after they kind of redistrict things in 2020 census. Um, but he's a guy that we grew up with. He grew up in Greenfield, Iowa. We went to school with went to school with um he has what's funny is that he has these what i would call small town values probably leans conservative so you would think you would think that on uh, a base level he and i i would consider myself very very left he and i would not have a whole lot in common but then you read the things that he's passionate about and the committees that he's in in the iowa house of representatives um and he's he's all about you know giving back to to farmers and and making sure that their lives are run as smoothly as possible he really cares about you know small town life and, and one of the things that he's he's really passionate about is is internet access for rural communities and 
Um, you want to talk about trying to make things equal or equitable for everyone. The access to high-speed internet in small town or rural areas, um, that's a huge deal that people don't think about. Because imagine... I'm I'm trying to even come up with a, a good analogy from like way back in the day. Like imagine, um, I, I don't know. I was going to say like typewriters. Like imagine if a school didn't have typewriters, but like everything is on the internet. And I, I was so fortunate that like my grandfather was on the school board. So we got internet like through the school, right? He was a school board president. So we got internet right, through the yeah. school dial-up internet but we had internet access so like i grew up knowing how to access the internet how to use the internet probably for evil but i knew how to how to use the internet i can't imagine the only opportunity to use the internet to use that new tool that at that time when we were in elementary school we didn't know was going to change the fucking world and everything was going to be online imagine you only get to use that like twice a week for an hour in the computer lab or you don't have internet access at home and you can't, you know what I mean? Like to have that tool, to give that tool to the world. That's that's how it was in high school because we'd have to go to the library, sign a sheet. Oh yeah. And they'd be adamant about like, Hey, your time's up. You're done. Yeah. And then I go off to college, everything, like there's no handwritten essays. Everything is on the computer. It's everything's on the computer Everything is typed out. Everything's on the internet. There's no more going to the library and looking at encyclopedias and um, citing sources in in a book or something like that. Like that's something that he's really passionate about. And like I said, on on a base level, you would think that there's nothing that he and I would have in common when it comes to our values and the things that we find important. And then, lo and behold, you actually look at the things that he's he's passionate about the things that he's voting on in the the house of representatives. And it's like, okay, well he and I grew up in the same place. It makes sense that we would have something in common, some values in common. Um, and on top of that, I mean, just, he's just doing a great job. Just a super nice guy always has been. Um, and he paints a giant ass boulder every May. So that's pretty cool too. Freedom rock, baby. Yeah, but that's not the only one he paints. Okay, see, here's the thing. Amy and I have talked about this. I talked about this on our way to Greenfield this past weekend. Okay. I was like, that's the Freedom Rock. Yeah. And she's like, there's one in like every county now. And I was like, no, there are many a Liberty Pebble. That is the Freedom (laughs) Rock. Liberty Pebble. That's that's our (laughs) fucking rock. Uh, I'm glad that there's little ones in every fucking county. Screw you. That's the Freedom Rock. Don't fucking <laughs> we're the, we're the OG. don't fucking take this away from me. <laughs> all right. So one thing that my town is known for. You know, spe- speaking of that town, right? For as long as I've lived here and in the area, and even even since like I moved to Greenfield, right? I still have no fucking clue where the Aviation Museum is, and I've never been there. Really? I'm dead serious. It's on the same road. What road? It's on 92. Uh, so 92 is the road that takes you between Greenfield and the interstate. Yeah, interstate yeah. 80. Yeah. It's a mile outside of town. So it's a mile past like Cardinal class. It'll be on your right hand side. So it's before you get to Freedom Rock. 
Freedom Rock is at uh, the old Showworks Quarry. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the Aviation Museum, it's like a, there's a turnoff. You can't really see it. It's I think it's on a gravel road or whatever. I think that's why, yeah. because... Like, all you can't the, see it from the highway. There's just a, a small little sign. All the Yeah, all the signs say, like, all around the outside of town, like, oh, hey, the Aviation Museum's this way. I don't know where the fuck that so, is. <laughs> so there's <laughs> there's two places that there's two of them. No, 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 no. no. I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting to my point here. There's two places outside of Greenfield on that road where I, as a high schooler, used to take girls to go fornicate in cars because no one fucking knew where it was. That's one what, of them was the is. Aviation Museum because <laughs> no one fucking knows where it is, and the other one is this tiny little lake. That no one knows. It's on a gravel road. Is it? Is it? Um, three mile? No, I can't even. I don't even remember the name of it. Uh, I found it by accident because I was looking for a completely different place, and I was like, "What? There's a lake here?" And then <laughs> gotta switch it up. We were. I this girl and I like were doing stuff in a car for hours. Saw no one. I was like, "Okay, no one ever comes out here." Clearly. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you the name of the lake if I tried, and it's more of a pond than a lake. But uh, yeah, you know, now that we're talking about locations around that town, I remember back in the day. Uh, I think it was like probably I don't know sophomore, maybe mm-hmm. freshman year. Uh, there was an adult store, right? Do you not remember that? An adult store. Yeah. There was an adult store literally right off the Greenfield exit from the interstate. Oh, where yeah, the, yeah, where yeah, it yeah. Down. yeah, yeah. I forgot that was a porn shop for a short time. And it didn't last very long at all because it did burn down. And I wonder if it burned down because of the traffic, traditional Christian oh, values. Yeah, oh, obviously. Yeah. No, what's funny is, you know. Something I find really funny about that is Do you remember like, when it, I yes, when I got, was young, do you remember what that originally was? What that building originally was? Like when I was born? I wasn't fucking around, I dude. Know. It was called the Copper Kettle. And it was apparently, my grandparents tell me, this unbelievable restaurant. Oh. Uh, yeah. So right okay. off the interstate. Okay, side note, real quick. This motherfucker, uh, was in group chat talking about how I've known him since like the fourth grade. And I was like, I never knew Austin in the fourth grade because I lived in fucking Washington. This right. stupid. No, actually it was Rogersville. And then yeah. I ended up moving into Washington mm-hmm. and I had to sit there and fucking correct him and call him a sack of potatoes because I had to remind him that I moved in uh, you know, seventh grade. I forgot. But you said it with such confidence in that chat too. Yeah, I just feel like I've known you. That's fair. Much longer than that. So, uh, getting back to it, um, I see. I remember the adult store because <laughs> as funny, Trevor's like I am intimately familiar with that <laughs> store. I'm not, but um. It's funny you say that it, it more than likely burned down because of conservative values and 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 yes, one hundred percent that that is probably true. But as conservative as Greenfield, Iowa really, really is, the children that we grew up with 
may have shared those conservative values, but did not act conservative at all. And and basically what I'm getting at is after that place burned down, there was a group of kids, uh, Matt Hall, Levi Morris, you know, that usual gaggle of guys. Gaggle. <laughs> Just a murder of um, dudes. I remember them going out there and sifting through the fucking remains and finding a bunch of old porn still like, intact. S- intact. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not meaning magazines. I'm talking like VHS yeah. tapes. And and I th- I know they watched it and the stuff they watched was gay porn. Yeah. And then they ended up harassing uh a couple of the at that time in the closet um hmm. uh students mm-hmm. by distributing that same gay porn. Not cool, but it's you know, it's something that I still remember. Mm-hmm. Um getting back to to the podcast in like our first year, uh, you talked about Zach. You can't answer Zach because that's going to be your obvious answer. Um, if there was a guest in our first year that you would want to have on again, who would be your first pick? Uh, Phoenix. I was going to say Phoenix as well. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we it, didn't. I think it's been a while. It has been a while. And she's coming back with new episodes on yes. a week from today. I saw that because you yeah. started sharing it and I didn't share it yet, but I, I do plan to after we get done recording. Um, yeah, she's she's putting out new content again. I want to know who made her new logo because it looks fucking awesome. Right. Yeah. I thought that looked really good and that was fucking spot on. My too. brother's boyfriend or fiance, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that out loud. One of the two. His significant other, uh, he does digital art. I don't know if you've seen my brother's like oh, profile uh, picture. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess the name because I I, I want to be proud of myself for remembering. Was it Randy? Yes. Fuck yeah! yeah. I'm good with names. He again. does like digital art, and I That's want awesome. I want him to make like something for yeah. Ice Cream Sunday. Um, I would say if if not Phoenix, man, it'd be really fun to have Abby back on. Yeah. And just talk about her. Like, we talked about them living in in a van and all of that stuff, but just like, just to dive more into who she is as a person would be a lot of fun. To have her and her and her boyfriend on would be be awesome. Because we didn't talk to him at all. Who was it? Um, shit. It, It was somebody that you brought on. Um,. I I can't even I can't even think of his name. It was someone you brought on that was actually pretty chill to to talk to. It was fairly early on. I, I wish I could remember here. Someone that I brought early on. Yeah, let me see if let me see if uh what they look like. I remember short hair. Well, that's everyone I know. Yeah, I know. Chill. Jesus Christ, and a there's guy. so much. Hold on. Um you know, I actually wouldn't mind having Gabe back on either. Yeah. And, and we've had requests to get him back on too. Yeah. Um. There's been a request for a lot more pro wrestling content, so I'd like to do that. I do want Kevin back on though. I'd like to get Kevin back on. Um, I feel like the time we had Kevin on, I didn't even put him like in the 
so because usually like when there's a guest, I put like with so and so, like with Phoenix, with Gabe, with Melanie Blomquist. Um, I didn't even put him as like I didn't even put his name in the title because he we didn't give him enough opportunity to talk. I felt bad about that, but uh, yeah, so do I. And I think that's been a recurring um, thing we've brought up as far as like Kevin goes specifically because we we get really excited to have Kevin on, and then I think well we've had him on a couple times. We've only had him on once, just that one time. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. But it, I I just know that like, uh, you know it it sucks, and we've been really bummed about not giving uh the time he should have had on here. Let's figure out who the fuck that was that uh, I had that was chill. No, but I did think of somebody else. Okay. Um. So we got obviously Zach, Gabe. Uh, I'd like to get Aaron back on. Yeah. I th- I Aaron was actually a really good podcast in my opinion. It was great. Uh anyone that we haven't had on that uh you would like to have on. Let's let's do two. One that that we could have on, like a friend of ours that we know. And then a dream guest, like a celebrity or a public figure or something like that. Hmm. Um let's see, a friend. Um, I did reach out to uh, a couple friends of mine. Um, one we've had to repeatedly cancel because uh, something just didn't work out. I don't exactly know what that was. Um, the other one um is my friend Allison, who is a uh, psychic uh slash medium. And I, I reached out to her. You've known a medium this whole fucking time, and we haven't had them on the podcast yet? Yeah. Uh, I'm getting to that. I've reached out to her. She's interested. Um, however, she's incredibly busy, and she wanted us to reach out uh, at a later time to see if we could uh, set something up with her. But, but, you know, like I said, she is interested. Um, Celebrity-wise... Ooh, that's a that's a tough one. Um, how big of a celebrity are we talking? Like a local celebrity, or are we talking the big as you want? Oh shit! They have to still be alive. That's the only prerequisite. You know, one of my favorite, uh, in my opinion, underrated actors. Uh, I would love to get Dane DeHaan on here. Yeah. And I don't know. I guess I don't see him enough to be like, uh, I don't, I don't know how to put it. Like, I want to see him in more things and I just, I don't feel like I see him in enough movies. And I Mm -hmm. think, I know he did this, he, he did this, uh, short series or whatever, um on uh Quibi when when, oh, that, that's right. when that tried taking off. That's right. And the idea was great. I was so, like sold on it and then Quibi just kind of took a shit. <laughs> um and then I think the only thing that I remember him in, I know he's been in some stuff, but the main thing I remember him in before that was um uh Valerian. 
That's right. Yep. Um, you know, I think he's probably most notable in Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Chronicle. Oh yeah. 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 He's fucking great in Chronicle. Yeah. And, That's a and movie that I've not enough people have seen. And I've talked about him before. Remember when we were talking about adaptations? Mm-hmm. I, I had talked about that killer be killed graphic novel mm-hmm. where I want Dane DeHaan to. You son of I a I know it. Bitch. Where I talked to where I talked about Dane DeHaan uh, playing that main character. I think that would be amazing, and I'm still like holding out hope for that. Random side note: the two movies mm-hmm. that I bring up that not enough people have seen that they need to see. Okay. Definitely Chronicle. Yep. Because if you love Michael B. Jordan, that movie's fucking great. That's right. That's an early, early role for him. You know what's funny? You know what one, um, one of his earliest roles is? It's one of the greatest TV shows of all time. I had no idea he was in The Wire. as like a child. He's really? a teenager. Yeah, he plays a little huh. drug dealer. Oh, you know, now that you bring up The Wire. Yeah, fuck. Fucker. Yeah. That sucked. That we'll get into that. We'll out. get into that in um in the uh episode where yeah. me and Heather go over Kansas City because yeah. that's kind of a talking point. So if I had to going back, if I had to pick someone that like we know that has never been on the podcast, I am shocked and appalled that we've never had Zach Seward on the show. I know, right? He called in. When we were doing a uh, cherry on top, his voice was on the podcast for 20 seconds, but he's never, he's never actually been on the show. (laughs) And then for a celebrity. Shit. I think we might have to. I mean, just, oh yeah. Yeah. We'll have that on. Just have, just have a get together. Just eat, drink, and then podcast. Yeah. Drink his mead. Uh, Oh, Pedro Pascal. Of course. He's fucking charming in everything he's ever done. The internet's sexy, Sl- slutty daddy. <laughs> sexy, slutty daddy. Um, we're getting close to the end of our hour, so I'll wrap up with this. David's gone. David's dead for real this time. Just kidding. David couldn't make it to recording anymore, so it's just us. If, and I'm not saying we're going to do this. No. Probably won't. And we probably shouldn't. Um, cause I like having revolving guests and it's, it's fun just having the two of us be guests or be hosts. If you had to put someone in that chair as the third host, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Without hesitation. I think, I think Kevin would be a good fit. Dustin. Ooh. Yeah. Dustin would be fucking great. Okay. I know okay. we can't get him up here every time, but like Dustin would be fucking great. I saw so we did that survey, right? And, um, I'm still pushing it out to more people. So it's not done yet, but we've probably have like 50 responses. Um, as far as the, like, who was your favorite guest? It's Dustin by a landslide. Really? You know who number two is? Who? Your wife. Man, fuck my wife. You know who, I know you do. You know who number three is by one vote less than your wife? Who? My wife. Guys. I know. I know. Look, we married them. We, we get it. But yeah, like... We see them every fucking day. They don't need this ego boost. They really don't. I told Amy that and she's like, oh, really? <laughs> stop. Oh, stop it. <laughs> um, As of this recording today was... It's been four years since I... <laughs> it's been four years since I started dating that woman. 
today. Yeah. Yeah. Today is when she dropped me back off at the apartment that you and I shared. She told me she loved me for the first time. Started dating that night. Yeah, and you were like, uh, I mean, if it, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, whatever. Yeah. If it doesn't work, I'll go back to fucking Mexicans. You know, like. Yeah, that's that's ill advised. It is. No, no offense <laughs> to any Mexicans listening, but historically, you've been fucking terrible to me. All right, <laughs> that's all. all I think right. we just ended there. Yeah, 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 yeah.